Hey, assalamu alaikum. Uh, you guys are on the 17th episode of the Safina Society podcast. So we're actually short uh, sad today, and we're actually missing Alex temporarily. He should be walking in the door in the next uh, few minutes. Um, but until then, I uh, wanted to get started. So this episode is, it almost has like a somber tone to it almost, because I feel... Mm, I've been all over the place in terms of my emotions, and I think a lot of people have, especially with, with with what's going on in the United States right now. So I have a couple of questions for you because, one, by, because of the nature of the, of the semi-cynical podcast we have, mm-hmm. right, I've, um, I want to say that, one, I think it's a great thing that people are you know, out protesting and they're upset. And I think all of these emotions are warranted. They're, they're, they're not bad. They're a good thing. As a matter of fact, some of these are great things. Some of these lawyers are doing a lot of work, great mm-hmm. things. But for me personally as an individual, like from a spiritual perspective, I just don't know what to do, yeah. right? Like I have in the back of the mind, back of my mind, like somebody's out to get me. Like uh-huh. the, I'm, I'm so afraid of the, li- the the secular liberals now that it's just like, yeah. You know, like, is this all just a just a plot? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, Assalamu Alaikum. Now, what we got, what we got here, is a couple things. First of all, a lot of people, when something happens, they start scrambling, right? And they feel like they should be take doing action, some action or other, but they don't know what to do, right? Because a lot of political things is bigger than you and me. It's bigger than the individual, right? Now, the way I look at it is that. Why people need to rush to action is because action is the best way to eliminate or remove or deflect certain stressors and emotions that come into a person. Right. right? It's action. Right. So you can't hear bad news or something negative and just sit there because then that that stress hormone will just sit inside of you and you know it's not good. You need to take action and it comes out of you. Um, well, I have some a couple of things to say about that is namely that. I have a problem with the notion that something bad happens, therefore we got to do something, right? My policy is more like our sunnah, the sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him, is full, right? We should be doing this stuff, we should have already been doing this stuff, and we should be doing this stuff on a regular basis. So, for example, like what do I mean by this stuff? Is any time that you have a fear of a negative thing happening, the way that we saw we uh, sort of alleviate or deflect that uh, trial coming down from the heavens upon our heads is through the poor, right? Is through dhikrullah and through the poor, right? If you are helping the poor, right, and the victims and the oppressed and anyone whose life is no good, even if that's just one person with bad self-esteem that you know, poor self-esteem that you know uh, uh, in the community and you help them, Right, this isn't activism in the secular sense, but it is in the sight of Allah. So it's a big action. So what I'm saying is that we should already be doing that, and 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 we should just keep uh, focusing on helping the the downtrodden and the oppressed and the victimized. And and it could and like I said, we're not stuck in the categorization of what people call victims and oppressed. It could be about your neighbor. It could be your mother who needs help. Right. Helping this is in the sight of Allah. Such people, when the calamity comes down on the the community, such people it'll bounce off of them. 
because of their sadaqah to people. So I'm skeptical about people who, about the intention of, oh my gosh, uh, Trump is after us, we have to get active, right? No, the reaction should should be, for the common folk, is we should have been doing stuff and been active from before. And you should be active for a different intention because that's your deen, right? So I have a, I have a question like mm-hmm. around this. Like when we, when we say like activism, yeah. right? And you mentioned like, okay, helping your mother or helping the poor. Like we consider this helping the oppressed. But nowadays, like there's like this sentiment, right? If you're not involved with this specific particular matter, that means you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. And then a lot of Muslims, unfortunately, our brothers that just fall into this guilt trip and they turn around and lash out. Oh, the masjid, they don't do anything. We're not sending buses to the march. We're not down in the soup kitchens. First of all, calm yourself down, right? Activism. I don't even use the word activism anymore because it symbolizes a brand of work, right? A brand, a thi- a type of thinking, a type of thought, right? right. We, we have amalul khair, like doing good, right? We have aun al madlum, helping the madlum. Right, helping the oppressed, the person's mudloom. We have jalbul khatr, which is looking someone with hurt feelings and broken heart, and and helping and and just smiling to them, being mending them. We have itamu taam, feeding people. Right, we have all these things, and I would rather use those terms than activism because, just like you said, someone who goes and helps their grandmother go get a CT scan, right, or an X-ray, or knows that there's a sister having a hard time and she therefore goes and helps her or takes her out for a cup of coffee in the sight of the quote-unquote activists that's nothing right if you're not fighting for some other cause and throwing lgbt in there then you're not really doing anything right that's not act- so to me i don't use the word activism i'll use the word that's in the son of the prophet peace be upon him for because that word has become a symbol to a brand Right. And that brand carries a lot of things. Now, when there is something crazy happens, right, like uh, the, the band last week and we had some community members who were in Sudan. Right. Uh, and we don't know if they're going to come back and they have children, they have businesses. Right. Because uh, you never know what's going to happen. So in that that point, the people who need to kick it up a notch are the experts in these fields. And it's fard kifaya, communal obligation that the Muslims have someone in every community who actually has some expertise meaning you have learned somehow how to navigate these legal channels and what to do right and to me it's i don't believe nor think nor recommend that anyone common person should just jump into this field because i've seen it and a lot of these people uh, they end up making big blunders, even to, to the point that it affects their aqidas, right? Because they don't know how to differentiate between what's good in the sight of Allah and what's activism, and they end up supporting uh, uh, causes, right? And the, which is kufr, right? Mm-hmm. Supporting causes that Allah has uh, cursed in the Quran, right? So because they're ignorant, so there needs to be expertise, and that's why what I liked about the last uh, last uh, wave of incidents is that it was limited to lawyers, right? Lawyers. This is It's an objective standard at this point, right? This law is unconstitutional for X, Y, Z reasons. We're going to take it to court for right, court A, B, and C, and this is the result. Right. It's objective. So I can actually make sense. I could read a New York Times article and make sense of what's going on. But here's, it, here's the counter-argument. Because somebody, 
So this is what happened. I, 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 I sent out a message to, to some people and I was like, you know, a lot of people are just reading a lot of stuff. I was like, including myself, and I sent it to close family members and friends or whatever, that, you know, we have to get off posting Facebook videos, tweets, this type of stuff. You're sitting on your sofa watching Netflix episode and you're like posting like, oh, look at what Trump did. You know, yeah. like he, he banned all these countries. It's like... And so I said, like, if you really want to help, like, go out, volunteer for an organization, donate, do something actually productive. So yeah. the counter argument that was posed to me is, isn't it the responsibility? And I'm genuinely curious because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it the responsibility of a Muslim to spread, like, awareness of issues, you know, amongst the non-Muslims too? Because they, because it, it, this is the argument, and it does make sense, right, that you're supposed to spread this awareness that like you don't because the media is telling you one thing you want to make sure that muslims are telling the non-muslims the truth like okay this is what's happening to our community i think that uh i don't i don't i, don't, I can't definitely can't say that there is any wrong in that right of right? course and that's where it's that. like you know my problem is the uh conception of work and doing deeds right it, this reactionary approach that uh, it's not going to last that's what i'm saying anything reactionary doesn't last right right it uh, doesn't last and because the basis is is f- fragile if you're going to take action and be in, be uh, active in some way or do something good the your purpose should be different right right your purpose should not be because I'm in trouble today right i need to 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 help people right well no we got to do it I'm not saying you're going to be totally like it's sinful or something, but I'm saying that's not the right basis of anything. The right basis is that it's a teaching that you observe in peace times and in war times, right? And I feel totally, honestly, feel totally relaxed about this situation. Whatever's coming, I have been preparing for doomsday. I've been uh, right. I've been uh, the most doomsday guy because not that's not just because. Like some foreshadowing, because in every uh, thing that I do, I always try to look at what is the hugest calamity that could happen, right? Mm -hmm. And you prepare for that, right? If you are prepared for that, everything else is cream on top. So you need to learn how to take a hit. So I've always, in anything that I do, what is the worst possible thing that could happen? And make the strategy should be based upon that day. So when that day comes, you have the least sweat. Right? Is, that, is that why your do your new profile picture is like a dark shirt <laughs> on, on, on an ocean? That, that's exactly what it, well, the world is, right? And, and especially for a moment. Thought it was like the black right? pearl. Yeah, the, like. <laughs> so if you have a strong ship, right? I don't need a big house. I need a strong ship, right? right. Because uh, uh, you know when the flood, when if it's peacetime, then who cares? It's all fine. And if it's flood time, I'm ready. Right. So that's the way I look at it. Like if I was a boxer, I would pick if I was picking a boxer, I would pick the guy that could take the most hits, not that could give the most hits. Right. I would I would pick the guy who could face off against the most intimidating boxer, take the biggest punch, fight the longest fight. I wouldn't pick the guy who could punch the hardest, who could intimidate the most. No, I would pick the guy who could bear the most. Right. So the reason I, I haven't been moved at all, to be honest with you, I don't think my heart skipped a beat or my sweat, uh, even a drop 
is because I've been preparing for these times. How? By stick to the low people, like the poor, the oppressed. That's where you're going to get the barakah. Allah will help you. As a I'm not saying that only spiritual methods, because I'm not a lawyer. I'm not into that. I'm not a politician. I have a job. I'm a man with a job, right? Mm-hmm. right? People always tell me, oh, why don't you organize a bus? Excuse me. Hold on. Am I like everything here? I have a job, <laughs> right? I got a job, okay? You can organize a bus if you want. I, I got a job. I know my job very well, and I do my job very well, right? And I go home, right? And Allah has not asked me anymore. And as a Muslim, I always try to look. Decrease your material your materialism, your dependencies, your debts, right? Decrease all that to eliminate it. Uh, eliminate the any possible thing that you could be regretting on Yom Qiyamah. And then support, go, our, what is our politics? What is our action? We go to the people who are brokenhearted, broken. Always go to them, right? And in Islam, it's not just politically. If you're in a dinner gathering and you see someone who is sort of down and out and alone and the least popular person in the room, you go to them, right? You sit right. with them. You think Allah is going to forget that person? You accumulate a credit with Allah Azza wa Jal. So now, in the day of that this, the, the stock market crashes, right? You are ready for that crash, right? And you're not like those people who make a billion dollars over ten years, then lose it in seven seconds, right? On Black Monday or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, on, on top of that, like it's this idea of reliance, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you put your reliance in Allah or do you put it in the dunya and in people, yeah. right? Um, because. One, again, like I definitely don't want to down, downplay the work that people are doing. It's great work and inshallah like, continues and Allah increases them. Mm-hmm. But to, to some respect, it's also important for the common everyday Muslim to realize that in that struggle where they're like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Like, is it fair to say, like, just do your job? I would say keep doing your job. If you have ignored the downtrodden and the poor and the oppressed. Not the poor and the oppressed on Facebook, right? I'm not like <laughs> the memes, like the poor and the oppressed, like like on Facebook though, the poor and the oppressed are in Africa. Okay, we know that, but they're so far away. I'm talking about the poor and oppressed in your own vicinity. Like you could have a family, right? Where one guy in the family is always just like down and out and bullied, right? In the family. It could be like that, right? right? It could be that you see someone in the masjid all the time is wearing ripped clothes, right? right. You could see, It could be that we have a city, New Brunswick, right there, where there are a ton of poor people, homeless people. It's a feast if you wanted to give sadaqah. There's a hundred people, all right, that'll be standing in line if you have a couple sweatshirts to give out. This is what I'm talking about. Like your local, your immediate, because you have your sphere of influence and your sphere of concern. The internet gives you a sphere of concern, but no sphere of influence. Sharing a meme and saying how bad Trump is. Okay, we know that, right? That's not going to benefit anyone, right? What's going to benefit people is to go out to your sphere of influence where you yourself could make a difference. And then let me tell you something. Don't post it on Snapface and Instachat. Right? <laughs> no one needs to see that. Right? Chat. I like that. No one needs. Right no one needs to. No one needs to see it. Right. Yeah. Love that. And these and 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 this is another thing about the modern day activism. Modern day activism does not observe certain spiritual rules. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "If you do good, you keep that between me and you." 
right? It's not something that you're going to share with the world. You might lose your reward at that point. Right. So, well, uh, you mentioned that on Jumma. Yeah. You're like, can you come closer just to make sure? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I, and, and because many people, when they want to put it up in gear, right, and now get into quote unquote activism, well, let's hold on a second. Are we, we're Muslim or not? If we're Muslim, then we're going to do it the way of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And the Prophet's peace be upon him. When he did sadaqah, when he did amal khair, right, he did not go and announce it to people. Right. <coughs> right. We have now celebrity activists, right? And it's a very fashionable thing to do. I always wonder, the youth of today, what are you, what, you guys don't play sports? You don't, like, play ball? <laughs> it's just activism all day? What is it? Well, because it's celebrity activism. Well, I mean, it's, I would it's, argue, it's fad. To, to counter that, like, <laughs> just, just to counter that. Yeah, I don't, what are they on, video games? Well, no, yeah. I, I don't think everybody's on activism. So, but It at, sure seems like that. Maybe that's just the circles <laughs> that I run in. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, you're you're definitely right. Like th- to some degree, like you feel that nowadays. Where yeah, it's like everybody's yeah, it's like, hyperactivism. I'm telling you, if like you bought a bad rubber band at Staples, someone's gonna make an activist about it, right? <laughs> like <laughs> sue this company, tear it down, post the CEO's number, right? And it, 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 whenever we take action, <laughs> Ibn, Ibn Asher says a line that we uh, I memorized when I was young in a class. Every action, you look at what, how did the Prophet do it? Uh, uh, there was a, a couple families that they used to receive food on like every Thursday night. Right? right, they used to receive a bag of food in front of their door. <coughs> they would wake up and bag of food in front of their door. They had no clue who was doing it. After the stabbing of Omar bin Khattab radiallahu an, oh. right? After he was stabbed, right, the food, food stopped. stopped coming, right? So he didn't ha- he didn't go and announce it. We keep our good deeds secret, and this is one of the reasons people going around blaming all the masajid. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, excuse me. We don't announce it. You're not my God, <laughs> right? You're not my referee, my boss, nor my God. You don't right? know what the behind the scenes oh, are. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff happening, yeah. right? ton of stuff happening. What are you doing? Excuse me. So these people who ha- ha- feel this, all of this is imitation of what people are seeing. They're seeing that people are acting like this, that anything good we do, we got to post it. We got It's all PR. I'm telling you, we're Muslim. Do our good deeds our way, right? Not our way like we're a tribe. We're a religion. We have a prophet. The prophet's way. The ways of prophets. Helping locally. Helping on the ground. Helping grassroots. You don't need to announce it. And by the way, the people who are really going to put it in override these days are the experts. Right? In the field. The lawyers. Right? All these people who are involved in these things. They're the ones, because it's objective. Right? They're the ones who got to put it in override. You, 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 you better wake up too and start doing good deeds, but do it for the right reason. Right. Not it's, just to save your own self, because that's selfish. Okay, Trump is after me, so let me do good. Okay. Will you start like that, but convert it over time to be done for the right reason. Right? So that's very important. It's got to be done for the right reason. So, I mean, and it's a, to go back to your point where you said, you know, why are people doing things? I think it, it, there's also this like feeling that people have that it's like if my actions aren't seen right then they don't count not it's only do they not count like they for example just like helping your mom yeah. right like this is this is a great sight in the eyes of Allah's yeah. angel, right but for people they kind of differentiate like oh but 
isn't it better for me to march to march to go do a protest now here's the thing from a secular understanding right from an empirical view it's better to go march (coughs) but we don't believe this right like we don't believe this we believe that there are some things which are better than others defined by god that's the thing Right. Everything has to be defined by Allah. Like you if, can't uh, if just we're Muslim, everything is defined by Allah. Otherwise, you're not Muslim at that point. Exactly. Right. And so, like you, it's like what I was telling you the other day. You go to a woman in the middle of the village. You tell her to recite like two verses of Quran. It'll cure, it'll cure her eyesight, eyesight or something. She mm-hmm. will recite it for the rest of her life. Yeah. Right. Even though, like, from an objective empirical sense, it doesn't really mean anything. But she mm-hmm. believes in this. Yeah. Right. And so we believe that helping the, the oppressed. Like taking care of doing your own job is more beneficial yeah. in the long run than you know catering to what the secular yeah. society deems to <laughs> exactly. be, deems to be like what you need to do. And people have to understand this right. We are talking for the common Muslim, right? Who is a common Muslim, right? Continue doing your job, do it right, and your job with Allah as well. That means every night you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Why don't we have dhikr? This treat thicker the same way, right? right? We gotta treat thicker the same way. We got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have my morning thicker, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. My lunch, maybe a little wow. bit of thicker. Mm. And in dinner, I said, Are you gonna keep coughing, bro? Sorry. Are you okay, man? <laughs> okay. You all right? <laughs> Take well, some water. Man. That out. You want some water? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> and then that's, we gotta get it right. And then number two, what we are, the, the, those who get a specific case are the community leaders, right? You can't treat this time like anyone else if you run a masjid. And unfortunately, most of the masjids are run in like this amateurish way, right? There's like no expertise. Our, uh, in our masjid, whenever there's any seminar of expertise, one of our representatives goes, right? Because, I mean, what is expertise? It's just people's experiences over time and you sift through it, what works and what doesn't in every right. field, right? But you have someone who's doing it full time. Unfortunately, many of the masajid and the community centers don't have someone doing it full time. It's like part time. Everyone's part time. This is not going to work. Because if you're a masjid today, you need to be a community leader. You cannot just be a place of prayer. Right. Right. And that community leader, he needs to up it up a notch. You, you need to be talking to the police departments you need to be having communication with your local government you need to be communicating communicating right and i'm not an expert i'm not advising as expertise i'm saying what i observe what i'm observing are from the people who are doing it right is that they have up the communication they are in talks all the time right and but who the people whose job it is right And unfortunately, and maybe this is why people are uh, just jumping in and doing what they have to do is because a lot of community members don't have like official leaders, right? It's just um, Dr. So-and-so is the president and founder of the masjid. Hey, how's it going, bro? What's going on? So Alex is running a little bit late, everyone. Part of my tremendously late arrival. That's okay, man. Alhamdulillah, it's the time that Allah chose. Where were you at? A march? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great about that is everybody knows it's a joke. <laughs> so, uh, but see, I, I don't want to downplay that because then somebody's yeah. going to be like, oh, you know, like people are doing. Look, everybody, it's a good thing, mm-hmm. right? But there is a balance that comes. Right, with everything. I'll tell you uh, what the march is. March is emotion 
helping people feel, oh, mashallah, there are other people who are upset too, and we're all together marching, etc., etc. That's really, it's more emotion. I don't know if, if, I don't know in history, can we objectively state that marches, you know, uh, what's the percentage of marches, if there's a statistic? That brought about change. I'm not saying I mean, this. I'm sure there were good I'm ones. I'm not right? saying I mean, there were few obviously history, they were huge. Yeah. Obviously, like the first, they were huge. I mean, Egypt they brought their guy down by marches, oh, right? Well, Which another worst guy <laughs> came too, right? Well, well, if that was even, you know, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, since we didn't do a mic check with you, we've we've had you, you got you got to like lower increase your volume. Okay, perfect. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I'm just I'm not like uh, bashing everything, but I'm just asking a question like well, because I don't like things that are subjective. To be honest with you, I like so, objective facts. So, Sheikh, my undergraduate work was uh, I'm American history major. Okay, specifically Christmas. social justice movements of the 20th century. Are you kidding? No, I'm wow. serious. So, <laughs> I mean, if you if so you did that if you did that study exactly today, you'd question. still be in school. Well, <laughs> for how many social justice yeah. movements there are. Well, so here's the thing, right? And this is one of the things that I think is, uh, you know, I'm, I walked in at the perfect time, alhamdulillah. People have to understand that we often have a shallow understanding of most of the things that we think we know about, right? Historically, or, politically. In any, in any field, yeah. unless you actually, like if you go into any field and you start to drill down and study mm -hmm. and look at the, the actual scholarship in that field, you find out that you actually knew very little, you just know very surface. Yeah very broad, uh, just an outline of the subject. So in this subject specifically, people will say, well, look at the civil rights movement. Uh -huh. It really did it. Or the Vietnam War. They really brought it down and they really made a difference. Well, so I'm not going to go as far as to say that that narrative has been diluted purposely, but it is definitely an incomplete narrative. Uh -huh. um, you know, Julian Bond, who was one of the leaders of the civil rights movement, um, he jokes about it, actually, about the way that the narrative is being, is, has been uh, historically recorded and is taught in schools and is generally talked about in, me in media, saying that they've summed it up into one phrase. Rosa sat down, Martin stood up, and then white people saw the light and everything got better. Okay. <laughs> and this is absolutely not what happened, right? Yeah. And it's not just that there wasn't a lot of hard work. There was a whole other side to that movement that was completely different and separate from the marches, from the speeches, and from the protests. Which was? which was actual resistance on the ground by individual black people in the South. Refusing so, to obey certain laws. Not just the civil disobedience, more than that. So there's a, there's a good book um, by Charles E. Cobb that says, All This Nonviolence Will Get You Killed. That's the title of it, right? All This Nonviolence Is Going to Get You Killed. Mm. And he discusses how, in fact, black Southerners were Southerners. Okay. And as such, most of them were gun owners. Oh, okay. And so including Martin Luther King, up until the time that Bayard Rustin really sold him on the nonviolence idea. And even then, it was Martin Luther King, not the entire movement. It was certain individuals in the movement that chose nonviolence in order to, uh, because they saw that it was an effective tool, especially in terms of media. Yeah. So they said, you know, we can get the cameras. The optics. We could show us being peaceful, being humble, being beaten, yeah. dogs, fire hoses. Meanwhile, back home, the people were actually defending themselves. The people were driving away Klansmen from their property with rifles. People were standing up for... There's, uh, he tells in that book a story of uh, a man, and I don't remember his name, who had come back from the war, so he was a veteran. He got into uh, an argument with you know, some, uh, a white farmer, yeah. ended up killing him. Um, he was sentenced to death, executed, and then the Klan wanted his body. Mm. So they told the, the black funeral director, if you don't give us the body, we're going to kill him. If you try to bury him in his uniform, we're going to kill him. You know, the military. If you drape the American flag over his coffin like they do for military burials, we're going to kill you. Mm. So the black funeral director 
called his friends, and he had something like 30 or 40 mm. military so vets that on who the came ground, and defended him. Civil disobedience, civil disobedience only works in front of a camera. It only works but, in front of a camera, and only if you have an argument to sell. Yeah. So in the current situation, you see big crowds, and you see people crying for injustice. It actually works. Yeah. But you have to remember that, at least in the South, that was... That was only effective because back home, the people were protected. Mm. So all the violence and all the anger had to be directed towards the nonviolent protesters. I see. Whereas now, one of, the mis- one of the things that I see is so like, we'll go out and we'll protest and we'll make signs and we'll... And so, by the way, I saw some of those signs at the, at the march last weekend carried by Muslims that were completely vulgar and unacceptable and totally un-Islamic, right? You're not going to have success from Allah if what you're doing is disobeying Allah. SubhanAllah. Right? But that's an aside. So we have this, and it drums up sometimes anger on the other side. And what do they do? They go shoot, shoot up a masjid. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a coordinated plan. And we don't have security guards that work at masjids. And yeah. we don't have Muslims that even believe and protect them themselves. So if we don't balance this out, and if we're not working as an entire community, if we're just saying we're going to have some people that march every once in a while, and then the rest of us are going to go about our regular easy lives, it's not going to work. So you're saying that there was good cop, bad cop, basically. There yeah, were some that's people exactly who were interesting. following the South African model. That's exactly right. the, Which the were, strategy. They were very violent, right? Right. But that's what worked over there, yeah. right? And I mean, some even, of it was happening here. Even uh, uh, Carolyn Robinson, mm-hmm. Cynthia Robinson, Secretary of the Southern Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, s- testifies that she carried a gun in her purse every single day. So, or, you know, James Farmer, who said, who once shot at a bunch of Klansmen, may have killed one of mm-hmm. Ohio, right? And he said, I wasn't being non-nonviolent. I was just protecting my family, yeah. <laughs> right? So this yeah. idea that marching alone will, ha- will make it happen, it doesn't. You need an entire community that's dedicated to the cause. We yeah. all need to be on the same page, which means we have to have this discussion, yeah. which means we have to know what we're looking at, which means we have to have the entire picture of when that even did it, how it even yeah. works in the few times that it has had any effect. So to answer your question, the percentage is very low. Yeah. So that's where... That's <laughs> where uh, so... So now I'm curious because one, right? First of all, I, I just want to make a disclaimer: we're not advocating for violence in any way. Definitely yeah. not. But by the way, even the, even the even the violence that I'm that I'm discussing about the civil rights movement, it was all protection, self defense. Uh-huh. It was all you have clansmen in hoods coming to your house to murder you in front of your children, and so you you chase them off your property. This is an yeah. American right. It is a basic human right. So we're not advocating for violence, but we're also not advocating for. Sit there while Being so scared out. of exercising your rights that you'll have messages yeah. where everybody's sitting ducks. Like the uh, poor people in these African messages in Quebec, basically. These are all Africans, basically. West Spon- Africans. Wow. Now, because basically at these marches, what I think the value of the marches is that at these marches, people will meet, people will talk, and some kind of makeshift strategies will be developed. And the question is that, uh, you, know, you know, what are they? How do they trickle down to the common folk, etc.? Right. But right. I what don't. Are the ba- what's the basis of these plans? And I'm not privy to that, so I, I don't go to most of these things. But the people who are, as I said, it's like a far kifaya for someone to be doing this stuff, right? To my, from my position, I say, look, I support. I, I, we know how to do it right, right? These, we have our theory, our fiqh, and our sharia. Theory, not as in speculative theory, but theory <coughs> as in the blueprint. Right. right. We have our blueprint. My job is to explain the blueprint, and there are people out there who are the type of experts in this field, or specialists, you could say, if not experts, uh, their job is to go and do it, right? Their job is to go and do it, and our job is to support it. So um, uh, I'm not privy to what's going on, 
uh, I don't know if you know what's going on. What, well, what's my, Michael Moore's involved in these things? He's all in the New York yeah. and all these people. I mean, so like that woman, that that women's march that happened after the day after the inauguration. Allah, that's not a Muslim event. It has nothing to do with the Muslims. They were Muslims there, and Allah Allah, right? That's their business. But that had nothing to do with Islam. These the protests at the airports more recently about the the travel ban from certain countries. I, I, I appreciate the way that it was organized because they had attorneys there. That's what I just said before you yeah. came in. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I appreciate it because it's something objective. Like, we right. know this is the law. This is not being observed. And therefore, they have the right for this. Right. Day. Like the, the march, uh, uh, the day after the inauguration, you know, 80% of it was about uh, reproductive rights, what yeah. they call reproductive rights. Which is a misnomer Which anyway. You're allowed to reproduce. That's not what we're talking <laughs> about. Um, but Same it was basically you. about pa- Planned Parenthood and Roe v. Wade. Which the Muslims have a unique position in American society. Yeah. We're not on either side of that. Yeah. We're somewhere. We're somewhere in the middle. The middle path, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, so Same that's a whole other thing. Iraq but, War in 2002 and 2003 in London. Uh, we all went out because it's Iraq, and you know we don't want them to go to war there. You went out there, and it ended up becoming almost like uh, the. Uh, what do you call it in New Orleans? It ended up becoming like, uh, what is it in? New oh, Orleans? Mardi Gras! It became like Mardi. It became a huge party. A party. And there are all sorts of groups. I remember going out there and seeing a guy blowing horns, wearing a skirt. Uh, <laughs> it was just chaos. Right? There, were, there were worse things last week. And yeah, and I I know people, um, you know, distant relatives that were at this march, and it seemed kind of like a party atmosphere, like people, and which is good. Maybe people got together and they felt good about. That's what I said. Emotional, right? That's the fine. Emotions, yeah. That's fine. But that's not going to be what changes our situation. Yeah. In fact, none of that is. Even the good, even the well organized, uh, well designed protests aren't going to change. Only Allah changes it, right? Yeah. So and he's going to and he's and and our job is to do. Uh, the things that he's told us to do that will bring about his change and so, his decisions. So Indeed. when you do these things without, like, like you mentioned a point, right? Like that certain things, the signs that people were holding up were vulgar signs. Like when you do all of these things without the proper rules of maintaining God's law, like you lose barakah in the actions that you're even trying to do. Completely meaningless. And right. That's why I think like we, we don't know, do we know, have we studied, have we looked at what is the prophetic model for change? Right? right. And it's right there in the Quran. And it does not have to resemble the ways of the uh, Marxists and activists. It, it sh- it's not going to resemble it. It's going to look totally different. Our method of the prophetic mo- model of change, its culture is different, its mood is different, its foundational beliefs are different. Everything about it is different. It's a total different way. Now, I get there's going to be overlap in certain things, right? There's going to be overlap in certain things. But it's going to be totally different. <clears throat> yeah, and that's where I get confused as to how to understand this whole situation, right? Um, and and I, I was I was texting Alex earlier, you know, and I've been texting other people because just me as a person has been very confused. Is which side of this do I fall on? Do I do I do something or do I not do something? Do mm-hmm. I stand still or do I not? So like, one thing I'd like to ask for advice and and as a general audience, is there some spiritual uh something that can increase us in our spiritual uh striving that can mm-hmm. sort of counteract a lot of this like dunyawi stuff right well uh for sure on the spiritual side of things uh dhikr of hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil is this this is a, this is the age I, of I tried it this I tried it this <coughs> afternoon 450 yeah. times yeah. you feel light afterwards yeah for some reason uh the ulama have always I always see them mention the number 450 as it relates to this dhikr, Allah knows best. The, but the point of it is that uh, we should not be caught in the binary. 
of either I'm out uh, doing activism in the way that I'm told to do activism on social media or whatever, or I do nothing. Right. We're not in that binary, right? We're not in that binary. I like to look at something objectively. Like, what is the problem? You have to identify the problem clearly. And I like this one instance because uh, the problem was clearly objective. So it's what does it need? It needs lawyers, right? Then support the lawyers. We donate to the lawyers fund, whatever <laughs> is out there, right? Uh, uh, support them in that way, right? Give them moral support, right? By sharing their stuff and donate to them. So to me, uh, m one of the biggest problems with modern activism is that the the problem has to be identified uh, clearly and crisply. Who is the villain and what did he do wrong, right? And how do we fix it? But when you say something like, uh, something random like, uh, uh, what, is, what is it, like uh, financial, what are they calling it? What's their term uh, they use? Uh, financial they, it's uh, called, uh, inequality. In income inequality. Income inequality. inequality right. How do I fix that? Give me a villain. Give me what he's doing wrong. And then we could work at it. But financial inequality, this is so abstract. By the way, income you know? inequality? Yeah. This is the decree of Allah. That's actually life, right? Yeah. That's how life is. There's right? never been a society that doesn't have income inequality. The Quran, yeah. the legislation in the Quran is designed around the fact that this will always exist. Yeah. And here's how to mitigate it in, in the prophetic way, yeah. in the way, in the sunnah of Allah. So, if, so what I would ask those people is, all right. Can you zoom in a little bit? Like click a couple times, right? So you could zoom in. Give me a couple clicks on the plus sign, so you could, so I could see what exactly you're talking about. Are you talking about blank fine from uh, uh, Goldman Sachs and right. what he's he's doing, or are you talking about uh, uh, the executive branch bailing out the banks, right? So once you zoom in, you will realize the common man has no part in that. It's too small when you zoom in. There's, just, right. there's nothing you could do. Support the lawyer. Okay, donate to the to them. And well, that's I don't know what to do. That's exactly you know? what I was saying, right? It's like yeah. this situation about, you know, people being barred at the airport and not being able to come in. It's very clear there's a law, yeah. right? They should be able to come out. It, this is common sense, right? But then after that, mm -hmm. right, now what am I supposed to do? Like, okay, am I supposed to oppose the entire presidency? Like, I don't know anything. Like, and so it's like, like you're saying, what is the issue that you want me to focus on now? Yeah. But like as a person, I need a specific, like, okay, and that's, yeah, I can donate to care or ACLU mm -hmm. and that's good. You know, we recommend that, but it's like, now what? Yeah. Right. What else, what else can I do? Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, unless someone gives me a specific objective, <clears throat> uh, problem with an object, with a solution that a simple man like myself can do, like the prophet peace be upon him said, a man came and he said, what should I do? The prophet peace be upon him said, you're only one man, right? You're only one human being. You can't go change the world, right? Mm. Uh, so he said, Just tell people about me even one little thing, right? Spread the message, even one little thing. So my advice to the people who are our leaders in this world of out there, uh, uh, of the, whether political, social, whatever, is give the common folk, make the problem clear, right? And the action plan, right? Objectively beneficial. Right. And don't tell me, send a letter to your congressman. Right. <laughs> just tell me, just tell me, you know, that's. That, but is that, is that not okay? Like that's, uh, I don't even, I don't want to go. Send it, send the letter if you want. But. You could talk to the congress. I would, I would actually, I would, I don't know. If sending a letter to the congressman, unless he's going to get flooded with a million letters, who knows? But you know that these things, it's just a cut and paste. 
right? Send the email. You flood his emails. This is a trick and a tactic that's known, right? If you could send someone to actually mm-hmm. influence him, whatever. Let the let them figure it out. Well, but give me something objective to do. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, this is not to say that we're downing what other people are doing. And if that there may be effect, and a law can bring can bring about change from whatever means he chooses. So we're not we're not being negative about it. Um, we're totally positive. We're always positive. Everything about this program is positive. <laughs> even even highlighting even the, the negatives. Yeah. You know, the criticism is positive. If a, if a dentist tells you, "Look, hey, you got three cavities," are you gonna say, "Stop being negative"? Actually, no. This is great news. Okay, now I can fix it. Next right? next generation, that's gonna be it. Exactly. There's gonna be like a discrimination. You can't tell people they're exactly. sick. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have. There's nothing yeah. wrong with you, but take these pills anyway. <laughs> We're talking about next generation. It's already yeah. that. Like, Alternative facts. So it's like for, like for now, right? That's why like people are like, oh, you guys are being negative, this or that. Um, I, I get attacked on a daily basis for being negative, right? <laughs> no, no, they, they don't know what they're talking about. Everything actually here. But it's like we, we're trying to point out, we'll give another perspective, right? Like that, th- that not everything tr- is black and yeah, white. And, and I think actually the people I talk to always say, you know what? After I listen to your podcast, I feel so great and uplifted, right? I don't know. You know, you know why I think that is, Sheikh? Yeah. Because... Sometimes what people are hearing in this podcast, this whatever the actual words we're saying, is they're hearing Muslims who are confident that Allah is in charge. Allah is in charge. And that Absolutely. history is in good hands. It's in good figurative hands. hands. Everything's fine. Yeah. Figurative hands. Figurative tatwil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um So and I mean that that's a that's a good reminder. No it's, it's, so. it's a good yeah. It's a good <laughs> reminder, by the way, just to hear that because mm-hmm. so many people that I interact with on social media, they're so down. Mm. I mean, they really have taken this to heart and they feel like it's the end of the world. You know, Sheikh Hamza. Um, I heard him right after 9-11 talking about how bad things, when people were saying how bad things were. And he was like, relax. First of all, it's not even close to the worst time in Muslim history. Yeah, you right? should see what Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, lived, yeah, lived yeah, under when he was in Damascus. The, right? yeah, the sacking true. of Baghdad. Like, these, like this that, is the yeah. craziest thing right? that happened, right? The, the Muslims being driven out of Andalusia. Like, driven mm-hmm. out on pain of death. Yeah. At least the Jews, they were allowed them to convert some of them. But yeah. the Muslims had just had to go, right? Yeah. So all of these difficult times that the Muslims have dealt with, and the Muslims are dealing with everywhere in the world besides the United States. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, we're talking about a travel ban from certain countries that the United States has uh, been fighting a war, destabilizing, invading, or bombing, right? Yeah. So they're basically, there's there's enmity between the people in that, our government and the people in those countries. Yeah. So there's, so I'm not justifying it, by the way. I think the travel ban is stupid, but... There's a logical reason for it, whatever, right? They might have an explanation. The people in those countries are suffering. Yeah. We're not suffering We're because not suffering. those people can't come here. Yeah. And what those people need is not all to come here. Mm-hmm. Those people need to be able to be safe in their own homes. Yeah. Right? right. Like it's good that we're also fighting and advocating for our rights here. Absolutely. Yeah. Advocate for your rights, especially through the legal system. But I was having this discussion with my wife, um, and she was saying, Well, what is the what does work if not protest, if not the legal system, mm-hmm. right? All the protests that you wanted in those in the airports this weekend, they were great. But what actually made a difference was that the ACLU yes. had filed a brief asking for a stay in order to review the law. And you better be grateful. Enga- engage the legal system. Yeah, and you better be grateful that you have a country <clears throat> where people actually respect the legal system. Yeah. Because you can go to places like Egypt, for example, judges are just bought and sold, right? right? No offense yeah. to anyone whose parent is a judge or his uncle is a judge. But in general... The legal system is just bought and sold. Yeah. You know, there's no legal, there's no judge. I don't think, uh, maybe I don't know if you tell me about Pakistan. There's no judge 
who's going to tell the executive branch to stop what you're doing, right? Nope. Right. But we had we just had one federal judge issue a stay, probably in his pajamas, right? You yeah. know, they show always in the movie they run to the federal judge and he issues, <laughs> right, the edict in his pajamas. It was at like nine p.m. on yeah, a, on it was a Friday, like something so. like that. It was on a Saturday, right, yeah. uh, weekend, and the, they they got the judge to do it. Uh, and the executive branch changes their course of action. Right. You better respect that and be grateful you have a country. You're in a place where the legal system is respected, even if there's you know some issues sometimes right, with the legal system, but at least it's respected. So right. one of the things that I was getting some heat on, and I'm just going to go ahead, and I don't know if you guys touched on how much anxiety people are getting from their phones and computers, mm -hmm. from looking at social media, and from constantly being bombarded, especially, you know, Moeen, you were mentioning this earlier today, how the way the, your Facebook feed, for instance, it actually, there's an algorithm that just shows you what Facebook thinks that you want to see yeah. or what they want you to see. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to get this echo chamber. So if you're, like, clicking on a lot of stories about the mass shooting in Canada or yeah, the travel that. ban, that's all you're going to get. You mean from the I'll, sponsored stuff? I'll even give you... Not even the sponsored stuff. Facebook itself. From your friends. Right. So they'll they'll select... They won't show you all of your friends. They'll show you selectively oh, the whoa, ones whoa. that they think you're interested in. Hold on. If I'm following, let's say, 100 people, right? Why isn't it that I don't see what they put chronologically? You won't. You, you won't. won't. It used to be you, that way. I'll actually <laughs> give you proof of this. I saw it this morning. That's why it prompted me to do this. Okay. Because we released our last podcast, right? And we get a good amount of viewers now. Yeah. So I was looking at the statistics, and about 20 people shared our stuff. Yeah. Right? And we got 500 views, 600 views. The last one, me, Alex, and like two other people shared it. Yeah. We have like 1,200, 1,500, 2,000 views. You know why? why? The way that Facebook treats its algorithm, mm -hmm. it's not chronological. It's not, um, and I've noticed this with my posts too. And mm. I've noticed it. I've never, I, I am friends with a lot of like my non-Muslim friends or even friends that I don't speak about, speak to that much. They post on Facebook all the time. I've never seen their stuff. I go to their oh. timeline and you'll notice like, hey, this guy posted all this stuff. I've never seen this. So that's right? why everyone, all my whole post is all about takfir and perennialism. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, people are on their Akita good, man. <laughs> you know, I don't get your posts. Are you serious? Why? I see, I see your posts you when... You have to go to the page? Yeah, I see your posts when Harun reposts it or Ali reposts. I have no idea. You hit the like button, right? The the like button? Yeah. follow button. No, right? yeah, I'm following you. I like the, the page. I'm following it. But I only see... I, I'll be looking at my timeline and I'll see that Harun reposted you and I'll be like, how come I never see Dr. Shelley's posts? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, right? And so... And Can't I, you shut that off? By the way, I'm an admin room? on one of the pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why I was telling people, and I got heat for this. It's like I was telling people, Facebook's algorithm is so corrupted. The stuff you're going to even share with people, these stupid like memes that you're sharing, yeah. nobody's seeing these memes. Except the, the people who, Except the people that want to see them. Yeah, you might as well just text them to your friends. Exactly. Well, you know what Facebook ought to do is they ought to... A, offer you the alternative to reverse the algorithm. Let's say I want to see a different perspective or cancel that or cancel Facebook it out. Facebook does it on purpose because they control that? what people see. They, they, I mean, people claim that they yeah. affected But the they're election. not even controlling what people see. They're just showing people what they want to see. So Correct. if you're a Republican, you'll see all the Republican stuff. If you're a Trump supporter, probably. you'll see all Trump. There's probably. actually a website. But there's more good stuff than that going on. There's actually yeah. a website, right? You can go on. It shows you a comparison of liberal Facebook versus conservative Facebook. Okay. Right? And so you can switch between the two. <laughs> and so if you're if Facebook's algorithm determines that you're a liberal, it'll show you like Fox. It'll show you like uh, CNN. It'll show, oh, you, okay. uh, it'll show you all the liberal media, right? right. If yeah. you're like a conservative, it'll, it'll show, show you, you like Rachel Breitbart and start, stuff like that. That, right it'll okay. show you only that stuff it'll show you all pro-trump things all 
And so it's like you'll only get the picture that you want to see. And I oh, okay. and it's it's gotten better now that even for Muslims, it'll only show like like the for example the mosque burning that happened. Okay. Right? It'll show everybody sharing the mosque burning. Uh, By the way, I'm not even mad at Facebook for this because they're a business yeah. and they want you to have a, a happy experience. Okay. So you see come friends, there yeah. to feel good. And that's why I felt good <laughs> when I logged into my thing because I don't use my personal <laughs> thing, but I'm like, man, people are on their Akita good these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very happy, right? But I'm thinking uh, good, good news these days. Right? On the flip <laughs> side of that, <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the flip side of that, Sheikh, is that when incidents like this are going on and this is what all your friends are posting, it makes your, you your anxiety is through the roof. That's right? the problem. And you start yeah, flipping cool. out about stuff you have no power to affect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because honestly, most of the people on Facebook, they're not, going, they're not even going to the marches. Forget about anything else. Yeah. They're not even doing anything like that, right? They may not even be comfortable posting anything on Facebook in case their coworkers or employers see it and think that they're some kind of radical or something just for, just for saying anything. Mm -hmm. So all it is is they're just filling up. They're just seeing this negative, negative, yeah. negative. Oh, my God, it's the worst thing. We're all going to... And it's really not that bad, and, folks. Yeah, and 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 uh, I, don't, I don't know how Twitter does it, but I don't. I think I want to get off Twitter. I hate Twitter. I'm off it, Twitter. Twitter shit. used to be. I got off didn't it? Didn't it used to be fun when yeah. it began, right? But I disobeyed like, a direct order from you, and I stopped logging into the Twitter because yeah. I just can't do it. Actually, I think I'm going to cancel my Twitter. Alhamdulillah. Too. The only thing valuable is it is to share, uh, like stuff like this, like the. Yeah. I think I'll make you cancel it. Well, you, I, it used to be so fun to be on Twitter, right? Like you're friends with someone and. You, you you like their thing or whatever, uh, but so eventually it became caustic, and I'll tell you the reason why. The first reason, the reason why, is because they allowed people to anonymously make accounts. No, that's not good, right? And then people then basically harass other people, and it yeah. becomes totally negative. And uh, I'm thinking to get off of it. Yeah. The other um, the thing I liked on, about never, I, ha I own oh. a Twitter. I just I, I read you know, your stuff and a couple other people's. That's it. Like, the I thing I liked about Twitter is that it forced people to be succinct yeah. and pithy, and so you didn't have like. Yeah. This like wall of text. Exactly. People yeah, just making these like <laughs> stupid declarations. Just say it in say it in 140 characters yeah. or put three posts back to back about the subject and get it over with, right? You don't have to write me a dissertation. Yeah. Also well, I, I, I do I do that on a regular basis. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Following uh, conversations in Twitter is a headache. It's it's impossible. It's a disaster. And and I felt like I mean, why don't they do it like threads like Roman numeral so and so said this, then this, then yeah, this. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the other reason I'm getting off Twitter is because uh, sometimes you look at the feed and you see, you know, who's resp replying to you, and I'm like, oh, why is this uh, a Russian person or you know, is a Russian woman replying to me, right? And I cl click Astaghfirullah Azim. It's it's a total, you know yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a total. Uh, basically, there's probably a dude who's liking everyone's feed on that day, right? Yeah. Just to get his uh, whatever porn. Uh, porn yeah, thing that's out exactly there. what it is. So they allow pornography, basically. They do on Twitter and Instagram. They're fighting for, to get Instagram, you know, to to be a porn site. And I'm telling you, these things when, once they allow that door to open, it's like consumes the whole website. I mean, how many? <laughs> I'm thinking. No, it's true. Yeah, it just for, overtakes it. It just overtakes the whole website. So I'm like, I'm getting out of this thing, you know. So the only social and the reason I brought the social media thing up is the only social media that I'm actually active on is Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm only on that because in the early days of Awalem, of Safina Society, we had discussed, you know, yeah. putting it going on, having a social media presence, etc. And at, in the days since then, uh, I've taken to going on Facebook really mainly just to address things that I think that people maybe don't have some yeah. information on, right? And to give a different perspective. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm always right, but 
I see when I see this like hive mind, right, or this groupthink mentality among the Muslims, like all Muslims have to vote Democrat, all yeah. Muslims have to be socialist, all Muslims have to be have to embrace this idea, all Muslims have. You don't, yeah. and in fact, you you may be wrong. There's a lot of room f- within the Sunnah for doing yeah. things correctly, and some of what you're saying is not even doesn't even fall into that category, yeah. and you're saying that everyone has to do it when it's completely antithetical. I, uh, so I just like presenting some different ideas. I get such well, I always he, get so much so, so much uh, he for it. Well, here's here's the thing: things change all the time. I was of the opinion that we should use every single avenue out there, right? But over time, it's just like the conferences. I've become a li- like sour towards conferences. I feel like it's a waste of time, especially that if there's a good thing to be said, well, there are already 15 speakers saying it. I'm not going to say anything different, right? It's yeah. all in 20 minutes. What are you going to say, right? So I feel for me, it's a waste of time. But uh, likewise for uh, social media, I feel like there's just so much that it's actually so diluted and repetitive and also caustic and negative that most of it doesn't have any benefit anymore. And people, if they know you exist and they want to get benefit, they'll know how to get benefit, right? And honestly, the old-fashioned way of doing things is the most beneficial thing. Listen to something, read something deep. But these little catchphrases things, you become like just one out of so many different little people trying to get your attention, and it's annoying. I was was saying it the other day that, like, you know, people in Mauritania were telling us that they're, they're required to memorize texts Right. Yeah. And nowadays, all you find are people who actually don't know any information whatsoever. They just like people like me. Right. Mm-hmm. They just Google things when, <laughs> when somebody asks them a question. Do, right? you, do you know what I, I did? And when I would have uh, people uh, write responses, especially if they're countering something that I said. And I'm thinking to myself, these people are very educated. Right. And then what I started <laughs> doing is hold up a second. You cannot be that educated. Right. So cut and paste. Stick it into Google, and you realize word for I'm word. actually arguing with someone who's cutting and pasting the whole thing. Yeah, right. It's word for word, cut and paste. But I want to change the subject for a second here and bring us something that you mentioned about being political. Now, I'm not a uh, political expert by any means, but there's something that tells me that the way we're doing something is not exactly right. I don't know if we have much of a choice, but in at the local level, we probably do have something of a choice. You said that Muslims just vote Democrat, which is obviously that's what they do especially in the federal election, or the national, whatever it's called. But for the lo- at the local level, the dumbest thing to do, just from a common sense perspective, is align yourself openly with a party. Because mm-hmm. that way, neither side has to cater to you. For the, re- for the Republican side, you're a guaranteed loss either way. That's right. For the Democrat side, your vote is guaranteed either way. Right? So it seems like it makes more sense, and this is what Samir Dandan did in uh, Australia, Right, and he shook up his district. Is he said, "Hold on, we're not voting Labour anymore." Right, we're up for grabs. And he was a very highly placed person in his community. Lebanese, they loved him there. Um, eloquent, successful businessman, uh, great people person. Went around talking to everyone, saying, "Listen, you, we're going to vote." Right, and th- and you follow my strategy. And they all said, "Okay." Right. He goes around though, and he said, "Listen, we're not voting Labour, or whatever they call the Democratic." Party. Right. Right. We're voting who benefits us. Right. And they needed something. Something got canceled, like graveyards or something. They needed something. So said, whoever gives us that, we're going to give it to them. Now, the uh, Democrats there, whatever they're called, they didn't buy into it. They thought, okay, whatever, it's a bluff, right? They lost by 11 points. MashaAllah. They pulled it. They switched the seat, right? They turned the seat completely. From then on, the politicians come to them because they know you're a swing vote. 
you know, I've been making common a, sense, right? I've been making this <laughs> argument, right? But I'm not, I'm not Samir Dendon. I'm not, I don't have any influence. I've been making this argument since 2004. Yeah. In two, in in 2000, George Bush nearly lost to Al Gore, not because mm-hmm. Al Gore was a good candidate. Yeah. He, I mean, Allah Alam, what he would have been as a politician, but as a candidate, he just didn't run a good campaign. Yeah. Right. So he almost lost to He's Al flat. Gore, yeah. and. Part of the reason that it was so close, and he actually did lose the popular vote, even though he may have won the electoral college, mm. um, <laughs> that was a whole debacle in and of itself. But the evangelical Christians, they didn't feel that he was addressing their issues. They refused to vote. To W. Yeah. Okay. And so two million of them, as a group, made a declaration through their national body and said, we're not, we're withholding our vote from the, from the Republican yeah. candidate until our issues are addressed. The very next time he ran in 04... He addressed all their issues, went overboard in trying to defeat them. And he defeated a better candidate. Kerry. Yeah. yeah. So since, since 2004, in the run-up to that election, I was, I've been telling the Muslims, stop it. Yeah. Right? Don't always be reactionary. Don't exactly. go, we have to do it this one time, yeah. and then maybe later we'll have, time, we'll have a chance to make a better... No, you, it never oh, gets it better. It doesn't work like that. You right? have to show strength initially. And you need, to be, you need to have a poker face. I mean, politics, you're sitting at a poker table. And you're not showing your cards, and you're waiting for each side. What are you going to bring me to the table? What do you bring me? And when you have a, a group like that's 10, 9, 10, 5 percent in a locality, right? That is quite significant, right? That's something that they got to uh, keep in mind. Now, speaking of politics, though, when people are all ranting and raving about Trump, uh, which, uh, right, obviously they're doing for the right reason uh, and with right cause, but Trump actually symbolizes the decay and the corruption of the system and particularly the Democrats, right? Correct. They're the reason that we have Trump. They're mm-hmm. not the victims here. They're not innocent victims. Democratic Party, you're not innocent victims. You're, they are so corrupt. They had a guy, they didn't follow the Democratic system, right? No, they mean, fixed it against the, the guy that the was thing, popular. Against the guy who would have beaten Trump, right? He would have beaten Trump. He would have gotten the Rust Belt. He would have gotten all these blue-collar guys, right? Yeah, because he's a protectionist just like Trump. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Wisconsin and these these types of states with the fact he would have gotten these things right these states so the system is corrupt it is right. corrupted of course so when they say Trump is going to destroy democracy hold on a second you guys actually weren't behaving that democratic you're kind of doing it to yourself even the guy on uh, Joe Scarborough on uh, morning TV <laughs> right the guy goes the next morning he put up I think it was Michigan or Wisconsin that Bernie won it by like eleven percent. He won the thing by eleven percent, but lost because of the super. But didn't give that he got zero super. He lost eighteen super delegates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hillary was given eighteen. He was given like I don't know how many zero, right? Yeah. Or it was like twenty-one to three and three. And Scarbo was like, "Why are we even having an election? <laughs> right? Why even vote? Is it's, it a suggestion?" That's actually true. And I'm thinking to myself, he's totally right, yeah. right? And so uh, when people whine and complain and 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 jump to support the Democrats, which obviously this is what we're, people are going to do, but and, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but let's not forget these are the right. people who cause it. Terror. By the way, no, but Muslims are so immature in their political in the way that they approach politics, right? In 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 2000, in the run up to the 2000 election, everybody was voting Bush, right? It's yeah. pre 9/11, and everybody you would go to messages and they say you have to vote Bush. Yeah. Why? Because because Gore's. Uh, Gore's VP candidate was Jewish. Yeah. Well, that's the only reason. That's the dumbest reason. That is right? Dumbest and, reason. and because maybe Bush's tax policy was a little bit better. Actually, I would think that if uh, he was Jewish, right, and he was a Jewish, even if he was a Jewish president, right, because of fear of people saying that you're actually siding with, your own, with Israel, your own people, you're more loyal to Israel, I would think he's actually probably going to be more cautious, right, 
mm-hmm. they're probably more cautious yeah. to deflect that criticism. Well, I mean, that, but that it was it's an anti-Semitism criticism. that we got over because a lot of Muslims loved Bernie this time. Yeah. All right. So I, we're, we're very politically immature and we don't understand even basic strategy of how we're going to vote as a community, right? Yeah. We're just reactive. Today we have, to, oh, we can't vote for that guy, for Gore, because his, vice, his VP candidate is Jewish. We have to vote for Bush. Do you yeah. understand who George Bush, George yeah. W. Bush was? <laughs> you found out really quick. Yeah. And then, oh my God, we can't vote for a Republican. We have to go with a Democrat now because what are we going to have? More Bush? Yeah. You did get more Bush, except yeah. his name was Barack Obama. Yeah. So he was Bush uh, skim milk version, basically yeah. two two percent. And actually, uh, the defense that the Obama, I mean the Trump administration gave about uh, what they did is say, hold on, we got the list from the Obama administration. Right? right. And the thing is, why do people want to come to America? Because they're being bombed by these uh, drones, right? That Obama pushed. Right. right? So we're forgetting the fact that uh, these guys at the international level. Are, they're all criminals of the same, de- same right. degree. And so this is uh, this colors. is my this is my whole take on the whole thing, right? It's summarized in just a couple of sentences. Yeah. The entire system, as a whole, is corrupt. Mm-hmm. It's harmful to Muslims. It's harmful to poor people. It's harmful to Americans. It's harmful to people outside of America. And there's very little difference between party. The differences are in degrees, not of a kind. Mm-hmm. You don't have a good party and a bad party. Yeah. You have a single party in the United States. It is the, uh, I'm not even sure what their political inclination is. It's not capitalist and it's also not socialist. It's somewhere in between generally directed towards corporate uh, benefit. It's just right and left wing of one party. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are a couple industries who run that run the country an oligarchy, basically yeah. um, the military, the military is a huge industry, right. the Israel lobby, the is pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical. And then the politicians are basically uh, the two teams, Either way, the majority of these industries are going to have their way. Yeah, it's like that's when you're in a board meeting and you have the marketing guys arguing with the leaders. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a little bit of emphasis one way, and then when it gets too much, right? When you're when you have a board, right? When you have a board of seven people, and three guys are doing one thing, the four are going to override the three until those three get a, too upset. Then you're going to pull back that policy and switch it. That's what basically right. uh, I get the feeling that the political which, system, which is, is why I get so 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 worked up about us being so angry about one person winning or being so happy if another person had won. It's not about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that what I'm telling you right now is going to change the world. It's not. It just might give you some perspective. Inshallah. No one can understand that Allah is who you have to depend on and who you have to rely on. And the only one who will benefit or harm. And that's one thing that I want to make a point about here. We're we're getting close to, you know, over an hour. We're over an hour here. So, but before we close, like one thing that I want to point out here, and, and I like your commentary on it, is just because someone votes for one candidate or another or supports one policy or another, another, right? We have rules in our in our aqaid of what is correct and what is incorrect and what mm-hmm. takes you out of belief and what takes you you know, will put you in belief. We don't say that supporting a candidate like makes you a coffin. We don't no. say that like, you know, like not supporting or not marching for one cause like, you know, takes you out of the dean. Like all of these things, it's it's if you like the these are allowed things to do or not do in the Sharia, right? Like this is where like when people bring the Dean into like politics, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, well, some of my closest friends are politicians and that's not just a joke. It it actually is true. One of my very closest friends is a politician and I I have total respect for him. And I think that he does a very good thing. The way that he does it is, is really good. 
I'm not saying so. It, you can do it, and you can do it right. No, I meant I meant like uh, I didn't mean you can't be you can't have you can't practice the dean and be a politician. I meant like when everybody makes a you know an issue about everything, like oh you have to do this as a yeah, Muslim. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like That's come on, a, no you don't. You don't. It's like it's like oh you're a bad Muslim. No, I'm yeah. not. Like this, yo, my political affiliations don't make me a good or bad Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, you know, more often than not. What I see with people that are actually in politics, not just people that like to vote and talk about it on Facebook, but actually in politics, more often than not, they're, they are compromising something of the dean in order yeah. to get ahead or in order to win votes or in order to appease some constituency. Yeah. There's very few that are doing it right. Like I said, I have the one friend who I really have a lot of respect and admiration for because he doesn't do that. Yeah. But I think that's like the only one I've seen so far. And, and my policy is, uh, look, Lee, uh, uh, there's expertise and give me some objective to do. We need to do something that's, you know, written in stone objective that we know is going to be a guaranteed success. So I would rather totally be out of the whole political uh, uh, dialogue and actually go down uh, to my sphere of influence, mm. right? The sphere of influence where I have a direct, uh, uh, clear-cut, uh, visible influence, right? Uh, on individuals and on people and do that. Because a lot of this stuff, to me, it gets so, um, it's almost like a, a, like a type of competition where you don't know if you're going to win. You could put 100% effort and fail. Like, I need, I need something more guaranteed and more That's concrete, right? Something more concrete. So I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do my dean. And I'm going to go look. And my, my uh, giving back to the society is going to look at who our politics is, the politics of the needy and the oppressed, right? Yeah. And I'm going to go and look at uh, who's out there that's needy and oppressed in my local city, right? And working for their interests in a, whatever degree I could do, once a month, once a week, right? Uh, and then let it grow from there and see what happens, right? That one thing becomes a soup, becomes a little hunger van, right? The hunger van, let's see what, what happens with that. Uh, but one thing after another, and that, therefore, when, when, when people say, well, we got to act, I'm never going to be in a position when someone says to me, we got to act. I'm always acting. We're always working, right? Our right. tail off. That's because it's not seen or it's not in the form of the, 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 what the political activists... Hey, hey, yeah. ho, ho. Oh, yeah. Trump's got to go. Just, uh, <laughs> just because it's not in the form of what that they want, I don't care, They're, right? I'm, I know I'm working. In the sight of Allah, Allah knows I'm working, mm. right? So that's what every Muslim's got to be giving back. Right, in yeah. some way, shape, and form. By the way, what 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 is Allah saying in Surah Al-Ma'un? Right, He says, mm-hmm. So describing the people who deny the Day of Judgment, how they treat the orphans, mm-hmm. the 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 masakin, right, yeah. the most destitute and the most vulnerable in societies. And what's the very next thing that Allah says? Their punishment is hellfire. Fawailun lil musalin. Woe unto you, worshippers. Mm. This is an example. It's yeah. not all right. So now go out and condemn these people, or yeah. these people are denying the day of judgment, and they're they're really rough. So woe unto you mm. who believe, it's and then you don't fulfill your prayer correctly, yeah, yeah. and you don't do, and you you like to show off. You have yeah. riyah, and you don't do good by your neighbor. Subhan. Right. Subhan. So you won't even give the the smallest thing to your neighbor. So it's not get excited. Look, Bush is oppressing. He's harming orphans and poor people and yeah. refugees. So we're gonna miss a lot and go out and march. Give me a break. Allah has warned you of this. Yeah. I mean, and there were dictators worse than Bush before. 
right? Like worse than what Trump has done. There are today in there the Muslim are. world. Exactly. I know. There are. You, uh, that's why one of our teachers used to say, you want more Muslims in politics? You think there should be more? Go back to Pakistan and Egypt. They're all Muslim there, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> our, our people always ask, what is our politics <laughs> and what is our action, right? Our politics and our action is from Surat al-Ma'un, the miskeen, the yatim, right? This type of grassroots thing, you are guaranteed victory, right? By doing this is our politics. This is our cause, right? And it's uh, I don't I wouldn't affiliate myself with anything huge and big because these things are all you know it's so it's much bigger than you, right? right? I would just go down at that basic local level as a common man, right? And and that's our work. And for those people who are listening to this that really want to do something more involved and feeling like you can see change at the policy level. Yeah. It's not going to be by buying politicians. It's certainly not by electing politicians because yeah. it doesn't work. I mean, the Republic, take Congress, right? Republican senators and representatives support Israel and Israel policies across the board. There's no question about it. They're always going to support them. There's like maybe one or two Jewish uh, senators. congressmen that are, they, they don't elect Jewish. They don't fight for their people to get elected yeah. to Congress to protect their interests. Yeah. Israel just buys them off. Yeah. So if you have a lot of money and you want to have your interest, just buy off some politicians. If you have a lot of money, you're going to be invited to the table. Right. They want you. Outside of that, if we're not going to form an organization like APEC that's going to throw millions of dollars at uh, politicians that'll take it, smile, and maybe do what we ask, then go the legislative route. Because yeah. you want percentages of things that have worked, Sheikh, where when I came in, which you were asking. Yeah. Take it to court because mm-hmm. it actually does work. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's where you see the change. Yeah, and and the thing is this: uh, we don't have we supposed to supposedly have impact, right? <laughs> they're supposed to uh, they're supposed to be the. I'm I'm sitting there, I have no clue what they do, right? And someone said, "Well, go to their website." We're not supposed to. They're supposed to be informing me, right? They're supposed to be showing up in my feeds, right? If they represent us politically. And I'm not an expert at this. I told you from the top of the thing, I don't do politics, right? But I could tell you what kind of work we should be doing at, at the common man level, right? right? MPAC, these types of groups, they're the ones supposed to be educating so I could bring one of their people as a guest and they could just tell us, you know, what's going on, right? And how to help. But they're they're not doing their job, well, these I people. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I could honestly tell you, look. I haven't seen that from any of these organizations. Yeah. And there's like local chapters of one or two, right? That yeah, local totally like respect. the Florida Care chapter is is strong because of one guy, Hassan Shibley. Right? Hassan Shibley. And Care Michigan. Care Michigan because of Dawood Walid. Yeah. Right. So uh, these guys are doing something, and so at least I, I know who to turn to for that type of expertise. Right. But uh, you know, Let, I'll just before we close out, I just want to point out a couple of things. All right. Um, the first is that I just was reading on uh, Daniel Hakikaju's timeline. Yeah, uh, what's he up to these days? Harvard is for the first time going to fund a chaplaincy, Islamic chaplaincy now. Oh, okay. So oh. Bush, I mean Trump. Yeah. It never happened under eight years of good. He caused <laughs> some good already, <laughs> yeah. right? May Allah make it uh, a chaplain um, that guides um, people yeah. and doesn't lead them into a further misguidance. A lot of people to just despite Trump are are supporting Muslims, right? right? And I'm thinking to myself, one of these days. Some random guy, just to, to spite Trump, is going to do something good to someone who is a wali, right? And that might be the cause of his guidance. And, and Allah might inshallah. say, just because you did that for that one person, right? 
Allah will give him guidance and make. That's the other thing. We have to understand that we don't understand. You don't understand, right? After you know how many people became Muslim after 9 11? Yes. Right? Islam sells itself. Yeah. You don't need to be the obsequious, very good model immigrant Muslim. Islam sells itself. In even negative press, there's no such thing as bad press, right? Especially for the deen of Allah. Any exposure of the deen for people. Brings people to the deen. Yeah. So I've seen, I saw so many people who converted after 9 yeah. 11. So the second thing I wanted to say, and disclaimer, the views about to be expressed do not necessarily reflect Safina Society, Safina Society podcast, <laughs> Dr. Shadi and Masri Moin, or anyone else associated <laughs> yeah. with this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's about to drop something like <laughs> What I said earlier, right, when I was discussing the civil rights movement and how uh, the reason that it was able to work is that the. Uh, the forces of evil, if you will, if you will, right? The the races, the clans, when they had to focus only on those protesters that were practicing nonviolence, because the rest of the blacks in the south were protecting themselves and stood up for themselves. Self defense is obligatory for a Muslim. Yeah. A man came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and said, "Ya Rasulullah, what if a person tries to take something from me of my property?" Mm-hmm. And the Prophet alayhi said, "Don't give it to him." Then the man said, "What if he fights me?" He said, "Then fight him." He said. And what if he kills me? Yeah. He said, you'll be a shaheed. Uh-huh. And he said, and what if I kill him? He said, he'll be in the hellfire. Okay. So this is a command to protect your property, yeah. like your wallet, your cell phone. Uh-huh. Forget about protecting your, your family and your wallet. You don't just sit there and let people beat you over the head. Yeah. This is not our policy. Mm-hmm. We're not the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Commission <laughs> we're, <laughs> Committee. We're not, we're not you know, the, the Hindu nationalist movement or yeah. separatist movement in India, right? We're crazy, though. We're not any of that. We're Muslims. So you have an obligation. It's obligatory on you to protect your family and your home and your own health. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go out and look for trouble. Absolutely yeah. not. In fact, the opposite. It's haram to do that. Yeah. Don't start stuff. Stay away from it. If you see something going on, get go in the other direction. But protect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Be strong about it. Door, right? And let me tell you something. If a person out there feels like, oh, I, I can't get a gun. It's too expensive. I don't want to fill out the form. I was at the Home Depot the other day. There are a lot of weapons being sold at the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Of, and it's only twenty four ninety nine. I went to one uh, one uh, aisle. The hand axe is there, man. <laughs> I mean, you can have one of those in your car. Yeah. Right? I mean, you cannot just sit in, in, especially if you have a wife and children. Yeah. You can't just be like, well, if they come to my house, oh, I don't want any trouble. Yeah. They're already there. <laughs> the trouble came to you. Yeah. <laughs> be a man. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. but I think we, we we should close again. Uh, disclaimer: That's just me. Yeah. And if anybody has any questions about that, uh, government agencies included, mm-hmm. come ask. There are. I'll, there, I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's. I'm a American, <laughs> and every state has different laws, by the way. Right. Yeah. So Some know states, know your local laws. Yeah. And whatever you even just get training in self defense. Learn how to do something. Learn uh, you know jujitsu or l- learn some basic self defense stuff. Do something, yeah. and. Instill that in your families mm-hmm. to be brave, to be cautious, to be vigilant, not to be a bunch of powder puff, millennials. and to know that the very worst thing that's going to happen is that Allah will reward you with paradise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, inshallah, Wait. we're going to col- close now. Um, so, I think so. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Alex. Thank, thank you. Very well done. So, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.